Hello and welcome to the Rotary Report, Lasses podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen and her game too, the fight against sexism and misogyny in football. Ahead of this weekend's game against Charlton Athletic at Eppleton Colliery Welfare, which is at half 11 on Sunday morning, um, we spoke uh, on our Twitter spaces this Tuesday to Sam Clark, who is a member of the Proud Valiance LGBTQ plus supports group at Charlton Athletic, also a big fan of the Charlton Athletic women's team. And he told us all about their season so far and uh, what we might expect from Charlton on Sunday. So here is our little chat with Sam. Apologies for the sound quality. Uh, we were recording through Twitter spaces, which isn't necessarily the best sound quality available. We've got Sam Clark, Charlton Athletic fan, regular collaborator with us on our Fan Focus. And I think we'll be doing Fan Focus. Charlotte sent me through some questions ahead of the, the weekend. We're going to get a little bit of a preview of that now. How are you this evening, Sam? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How's everyone doing? I think we're, we're just about reconciled with the, the results at the weekend. You must be on top of the world, given the uh, the 3-0 victory against the former WSL team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, I think it's one of those things we had, you know, we had a good start to season um, with against the Saints team, which we, you know, we don't, didn't know how they were going to fare. Um, so it, was, it seemed like a good start and then they haven't had the best start, so you weren't so sure. And then the... Kind of, I wouldn't even call it an abysmal game against London City. It was just an absolutely comical first half hour where we just threw the game away um, before we before it even started. Really, um, so it was nice to get that win and see not only that we had done what we needed to do from last season and added a bit more of a clinical edge to our play because we played a lot of good football last season, just didn't always finish the chances or uh, really add that edge in the final third. Um, but we really managed to combine, you know, the clinical edge that we'd had from the first two games where we had scored a lot of goals and then a really solid defensive display against a strong team as well where they never, never really threatened us bar a couple of odd chances, whether it's a set piece or something just trickling through on the counter. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited that that performance came through and it kind of gave a bit of a confidence boost because the start of the season we weren't sure but it did does definitely does give a huge confidence boost that result on Sunday and the performance more than the result as well. Are Charlton currently full-time professional the whole squad? It, yes so from last season onwards the whole squad went professional um, and that has remained the case um, and there's something's gone on behind the scenes that I'm not hearing about um, but as far as I know at this stage yeah everyone is fully professional throughout the whole squad as well as a number of the staff and stuff like that. And, and how's that working out? Is the transition of the last two years, is that kind of now all smoothed out? Because we know from, from, from other teams that it isn't always the easiest thing to, 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 to get used to, really, for, for the, both the players and the staff and, and overall at the club. Yeah, it seems like it's really kind of smoothed out. I think last year was a lot of growing pains in terms of you know, just how it works around the ground. So you're not used to, around the training ground, you're not used to them being there all the time. So they kind of end up getting their kind of own facilities and own section of the training ground built, which um, has been a huge help because it at least means that, you know, they've got their own space um, and they've got a place where they're not going to be, you know, running into not having arguments with the academy over what pitches to use or whatever that might end up being. Um, so it made it a lot easier. 
Um, so yeah, I think it's gone really smoothly now. Obviously, there was a whole load of kerfuffle, which I'm not going to get into in terms of the name and stuff. But that seems to have been dead and buried now, not getting brought back up. So hopefully this season we can kind of crack on and really prove ourselves to be competing at the top. Um, at least that's the hope that I'll be having is, you know, you can't, I don't think anyone in this league can realistically expect their team to go up because there's only one promotion place. But I'd like to see that gap that we saw between us and the top teams last season filled a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So who who should we be looking out for then this weekend? Who's been the, the kind of standout players in, I mean, obviously we're only three games in the season, but who do you say, you know, if 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 you were scouting Charlton, who would you say that you your danger players? I think you've got to look down the flanks. Our flanks are where we're really dangerous. So you've got Angela Addison, who just came in from Spurs in the summer, who's just been, you know, she's one of those players. She really reminds me of what Katie Robinson did for us last season when she came in, and it was a kind of just that bit more directness, a little bit more like rather than just like knocking it about. As soon as she gets the ball, she wants to go forward with it. Um, which was a thing that we were lo- we lost a little bit last season because everyone was like, you know, we had a lot of good players in possession, but no one really wanted to attack. And Andrew Addison has added that so much and just a little bit extra quality as well. Like the ball just seemed to really stick to her feet. Um, and it, and there have been multiple times where it's taken two or sometimes three defenders to even stop her. And sometimes that's only stopped by a foul. Um, so I think she's huge. And our fullbacks as well have been really hard to handle for a lot of teams in Beth Row and, Sophie O'Rourke, who's obviously brought in from Lewis in the, uh, in the summer as well. So I think that, that down the flanks is definitely where you're going to be worried. Um, and also Ella Rutherford had her best game in a Charlton shirt last, on Sunday as well, playing in a slightly different role for what we're used to her. We're used to seeing her more out wide or going up front. She almost played in a like, kind of deeper midfield role, but like more like an eight. And she really ran the game on Sunday. And, you know, she's a player who's, Always had that ability, but hasn't quite hit her full potential in the last couple of seasons. And maybe this is a season that she really proves the player she can be. Yeah, she she stood out in the highlights that I just watched before before I came on to speak this. Another player who stood out, and I think stood out last season when I saw her player as well, was Alicia Endow at the back, who looks like... um, Physically, she she's she's much taller than many of the other players and looks like she's got a, an awful lot of potential. Yeah, in Alicia Dowes, he came in from Villa on loan and she we it, that was the one place where I was really concerned for us. The early recruitment, a lot of it was going forward and I know that's because Karen was really keen to get that kind of clinical edge in the team. But uh, we were looking a bit shaky defensively and still I'm not sure, especially if Hannah Godfrey's injury, depending on how long that's going to leave her out for, we could still be very light at the back. Um, but Alicia Indow, as soon as she came in, she came on at half-time against London City and just that it changed the game. Like, it just, everyone felt so much more calm for her being on the pitch. Um, and I think it's a it's a huge thing having her at the back there. Um, ideally, her and Hannah Godfrey did build up quite a nice partnership in that second half and then until Hannah Godfrey's injury uh, against Birmingham. Um, Hannah's probably not, we haven't heard exactly how long she's going to be out for, but I very much doubt she'll be back for this weekend so now it's going to be Kira Skills who again is a really good centre-half as well and I think Alicia in that will bring out the best in her as well. I don't know how much of Sunderland you've seen this season you've seen any of the um, any of the, the highlights or anything but just for just from your your knowledge of us who would you be telling um, the, the Chant Athletic team to, to watch out from, from our squad? 
I think the thing I worry about with your squad more than anything at the moment is just how much you you kind of need this win. Rather than individuals, I think it's going to be tough for us because I'd assume you're going to come flying out the gates at home. You know, you've got it's a home game against a team that you'd probably be thinking before the season started that you'd you'd be wanting to beat. So, and with Crystal Palace in the, in the next fixture, and then you've got London City after that, I think you're going to be looking at this and going, this is the game we need to get that win before like before it gets to the point where it gets a little bit silly and you're, you've lost, you haven't won in however many games. So that's more what my worry is than any individual players, is just the fact that they're going to really feel like they need this win. And I think as long as we hold solid defensively, I fancy us to score a goal. It's just whether we see that kind of, London City first half hour from the pressure that you put us under. Um, that's where my concern is. If we get through the first half hour and haven't conceded, I'll be very a lot more confident. Um, but that first half hour is going to tell us an awful lot. I think um, I think what what you're what you're saying there tallies with a lot of what we've said in terms of we need to we need to be on the front foot and and to set up in an attacking way in order to get anything out of this game. And and you've just reeled off our fixtures coming up. Um, we have been dealt a, a very tough start to, start to the season. I don't think we play another part-time team until um, probably mid-November. So uh, it's, it's, a, it, it's been a challenge and I think both teams will be going for it. And maybe there'll be one or two Charlton fans making the journey. Do you... Do you know of anyone who's going to be up in the northeast, or maybe uni students or exiled fans up there who who might be coming down? Yeah, I know there's a, a weirdly strong Charlton community in Newcastle for whatever for whatever reason. I, there is there is a, a contingent shield with quite a few Charlton fans um, based up there, so they could very well make it across for the game. I would love no, I would normally jump at any chance to get up to that kind of part of the country and enjoy and enjoy a kind of weekend up there that's not been able to work out for me this weekend but yeah I think there'll definitely be a couple of Charlton fans there because we do have a, a, a bit of a community up in the in the northeast. It was really great to hear from Sam there and get his perspective on our opposition at the weekend. We also spoke to regulars Ant and Graham about their perspectives on Sunderland and how we perhaps have more attacking flair in this upcoming game on Sunday. And I asked Ant if he agreed that it was really in the attack where we uh, really needed to improve. Oh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, again, that that goal could have quite easily been disallowed as well. I, I mean, I didn't think it was a foul, you know what I mean? But you would have understood if the referee had it, disallowed it, or... I mean, the thing is what we've got, obviously, the Durham game, I thought we did create quite a lot of chances, you know. We had we had a couple of chances just after that where Tyler went through and had to hit a shot that was well saved. And then in the second half, a Lord Durham came at us quite a lot. You know, we, we broke away and Katie Watson, you know, rounded the goalkeeper and, you know, in... You know, maybe in another in another kind of situation that she would have gone down and took the hit, you know what I mean? Which which she tried to stay on a part of it. She tried to stay on her feet and everything. So the Birmingham game, we were throw, I'm throwing that away. You know, I just think the whole, you know, the whole kind of atmosphere, the stadium, like you know, it all felt a, fit, a bit flat, and and I think that did affect the players. Yesterday, we we've gone we've gone to you know not concede, haven't we, and try and try to get you know one knee towards the end which is absolutely fine I think what what we kind of 
have forgotten as well, though, and, you know, it, it does go without saying, like, you know, it is a squad game, but we have been missing, you know, our captain. I know, I know Kira was back yesterday, but she only managed 60 on minutes. And obviously, uh, Neve, who um, has been out injured, you know, she's come back. I think once she comes back in, and once we get, like, you know, this kind of what, whatever it is, whatever formation it is we're going to play, I think we've got our, you know, our best players back and our captains back, you know, and I think that'll probably bring a little bit more out of us, you know. Personally, I'll, I prefer this 4-3-3, you know, in that we've got Emily Scar as our centre-forward or Ornicky Gears, you know, depends who's who. I would be very, very tempted to say we've got to play Tyler Dodds as a right-sided winger. You know, I don't think she's anything else but... You know, we've got players who can play on the left, you know, even if that is Kira, we've got Joyce who can do that. Jebba, you know, who again come on yesterday and um, by all means did very well. So um, I, I prefer us to be an attacking team, you know, and I know that these these formations are there, you know, to try and try and keep it tight at the back, which I think, to be honest, it has done by the last 10 minutes against Birmingham. Um, but I would just like to see us, you know, just take take it to the opposition a little bit more. Um, and just go without fear, I think, a little bit. Graham, what are your hopes and expectations, really, for the weekend? Because seeing Charlton do a do a job on Birmingham, I watched the highlights earlier, they, they look really, really good. Obviously, the benefit from the London bonus, I guess, uh, in terms of player recruitment. But do you think, you know, we should... We should be changing tack and maybe going to that four three two or four two three one formation that I love so much. Uh, do, do you do you think we'll be more attacking at the weekend? Looking at the uh, the league table, obviously they're sitting third at the moment. Um, so it's obviously going to be another tough test for us, isn't it? We've um, they've scored eight goals um, and they've, they've conceded four. So you know it looks as though we can probably get at them. Um, it's obviously a, a long travel for them. Um, I was just in terms of the formation obviously you were asking there um, I, I do think we need to pay Tyler Dodds on the right um, I think and mentioned that before like I say I mean Mel season and training so I mean I've, I've seen a lot of Tyler Dodds over the last couple of years and if if you play her in the right you'll get more out of that we've got a player in our best position for me obviously I've seen her in the tier below this which is a sort of big jump up between the, the two leagues but she's very dangerous on the right the thing it does as well is when she plays on the left is she just cuts in all the time so you're just going into a congested area but yeah I would, I would definitely play on the right and I would actually bring Neve in off the, off the front player as well because Emma Kelly Emma Kelly can do a, a really good job just sitting where Neve sometimes sits and, and, and we, just need, we just need some more legs up there um, that's going to get in and around, in and around Emily Scar. So, it might be a bit controversial in terms of that for for Neve, but she's, she's dangerous. She's got a good strike on her. We need to get people up and around her with legs. She can get back. So, I, I would probably go something similar. It's difficult when you're looking at like formations in possession and out of possession. But if we did say sort of like four four one one more, but obviously Neve could st- sort of easy sit back into midfield if she's in behind Emily Scar. Um, I mean, hopefully we'll see the best of Nikki Gears um, in the future, but if I'm being totally honest, I don't think she's done enough for a starting spot, if I'm going to be totally up front. I think it's going to have to be Emily Scar up front by herself, um, but we need to get more people in around us, so I'll be looking at, obviously, Neve in behind, and, and obviously looking at Kira getting up as well. Um, so that's what I'd go for. I'd probably like a 4-5-1 or a 4-4-1-1, um, but... 
I've, I've spoken to a, f- a few people about Neve and you know one of her best positions is is further forward or always keep playing her at, at the back or just defensive midfield she's wasted there so that's a excerpt from our discussion on Twitter spaces on Tuesday we will be providing you with pre-match articles on the Roker Report website and we'll have our regular Twitter spaces probably on Monday night fans will also be able to watch the game on Sunday on the SAFC Women Twitter feed and that will be be broadcast live on there which is fantastic if you can't get down to Appleton at half 11 on Sunday morning you can watch it on Twitter but I would encourage everyone to get down there it's only £5 for adults to get into the ground so please do get to Appleton support the lasses if you can um, and it should be a really, really good game of football. Um, finally, just want a, a quick shout out to Rope Report overall because we've been nominated for the Football Content Awards for Best Club Content Creator. Um, and you can find a link to how you can vote for us in that competition that's ongoing at the minute. The, the votes open until the 9th of October and we'd really appreciate anyone who enjoys our articles, enjoys our podcasts if you can can spend two minutes of your time just voting for us and hopefully we'll be bringing home some silverware this season so thanks to everyone for listening and we'll speak to you all later bye bye